and we're rolling. How are you doing today, Debbie? I'm doing well, thanks. Awesome. Uh, thanks for making the drive down here to Lansing. I know it's quite a hike for you, but you're all over the state of Michigan. So yeah. I, what's new, right? Right. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> used to it. <laughs> um, now, have you ever done a podcast before? I have not. You have not. So this time. is your first. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the first time you've, I mean, you're, you're obviously promoting what you have going on all the time. You go yes. to di- different schools. Um, but before we get into that, kind of explain who you are, um, what you do, and where you're from. Okay. Well, my name is Debbie Romaine. I am a millwright, um, which is in the skilled trades. Um, I've been in the uh, millwrights for 25 years now, and I did not find out about it until my mid-20s. Back when I was uh, in high school, a graduate or didn't graduate, but I would have in 87. Um, nobody talked about it. Nobody ever came to our schools. We never had career fairs. Um, there was a lot going on in the world that we had no clue about. And so it has been my passion for years now to be able to spread the word about the skilled trades because you can actually have a full career, full benefits with a pension and a supplemental pension, a vacation pay with no school debt. Um, there's no tuition and it is something that is attainable for anybody that wants to work hard. And again, I didn't know about it. So I just really like to spread the word for folks that don't know about us either. And I, we don't have billboards and we don't have commercials. I don't know why, but we don't. So therefore I'm just going to tell everybody that'll listen. Now th- there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but have you had success in, because you said you don't advertise or anything like mm-hmm. that. Have you had a success with kids signing up? Yes. Within your program? Yes, we have. Now there is not data, um, cause I've asked for it. There is not data that shows how many have showed up, what our retention rate is. They're telling me that it would take so many more people and so much more time and money than what they're willing to invest in. And I can understand that. But as long as people have the information, um, that's, that's my thing. I mean, I want retention as well, right? but I just want yep. the word to go out there. I want people to know that they don't have to go into debt. That is such a huge thing to me to think about all these young kids just rolling out of high school. You're brand new to the adult world. Hey, let's go into a debt for thousands and thousands of dollars for a career that you may or may not earn enough money to pay that back. So we have enough apprentices that start that do have four-year degrees and just couldn't make it go. So now now they're still in debt, but now they're taking on a different career that they don't have to pay back. Mm. So Yeah, so it's like a waste of time essentially for them well, to it, have to go to college it and then It seems like it, but you know, you always get something out of it, but is it worth yeah. that much money? Right. That's a that's a big uh, lesson <laughs> it, <laughs> to it, learn. It is. It is. And uh, I just I say it all the time, even and I say this to kids all the time when I'm in the schools. This isn't for everybody just so long as you have the information, but I would love to see you try something for free before you go into debt. Mm. And, you know, they're young, their minds are racing a million miles an hour. They got tons of people telling them what to do. I just want them to have that information. And I just, it really bothers me thinking people are going into debt for stuff. So what is the need? Uh, what is the need like for skilled trades people? Ooh, it's uh, very, very high. Very um, demanding. Very demanding. We need, we have more work coming up with the infrastructure bill, people retiring. Um, what is the bill? Uh, the infrastructure bill is what they passed for all the roads and bridges, the battery okay. plants. Um, there's a going to be, hopefully, there's Marshall might be putting the stops on the new um, 
board plant in Marshall, Michigan. Yeah. Can you talk about that at all? Do you know anything about that? Yeah, I do. Um, there's, I can't talk about a lot of it, but okay. what I do know that's been on the news that I can say is tomorrow night, Monday, I believe it's Monday night. Um, they are going to have another meeting because they may not rezone it properly because this is all farmland that's going to turn into a giant, uh, new Ford plant. And a lot of the local residents don't want their town to change, which I can understand. But at the same time, it's progress. So what are you going to do? <laughs> right. It's creating a lot of jobs. It is creating so many jobs. And they want it fast-tracked, and they want it opened in like three years. Wow. That's huge. Is it the same company that's building the one here in Delta Township? Um, no. It's a different no. company. Okay. Um, so... <sighs> How many of these mega sites are there going up in Michigan? Um... That one in Marshall, if it passes, the one in Del- by Delta Township, um, that one I think is starting in August, or is it Millwright? They need Millwrights in August. I can't remember. They broke ground over there, right? Yes, it's pretty much put up. Okay. <laughs> the whole place is built okay. up. Because I'm a Millwright, we come in and do the machinery. Okay. The carpenters are the ones that put the walls up and all that stuff, and the uh, operators are the ones that move the dirt and all that stuff, so because I'm not keeping up on that as much as I should because I'm so busy with the schools right now. Um, but I was told... Around August, we're going to need, I can't even tell you, 100, 200 mil rights to go out there. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, and, but we have so much stuff going on all at the same time because there's battery plants being built. We got one going on in Holland. Um, they're trying to stop one from going um, up north quite, quite far up there. Is that um, one uh, near Bay City? No, it's on the other side. Um, gosh, I wish I had this. I can't remember. I can't recall. But the township. You know, the, again, the local folks are going, I don't want that in my backyard. So what are you going to do? I, I mean, it's tons of jobs. It's uh, good for the, your taxes, but. What is the entry? I mean, I don't know if, how much you know about that, but like what is the entry level pay for people who they plan on hiring at those facilities? Oh, in-house? Yes. I, I, you don't know? Not a clue. Okay. I, I'm just curious because I have somebody who um, is interested in coming on the podcast to talk about the mega sites okay. um, who I think. I honestly don't even know what they do, mm-hmm. but they, um, I, I think they're kind of opposing it. So oh. I don't know anything about it. Right. Um, so I was just curious what you knew. Well, I do know the one in Marshall. They want to, gosh, I wish I had all this information in front of me. They want to make it so that there's something for childcare there. They're trying to make the site, um, what we call conditions and good conditions are like when you have flushable toilets, when you have places to wash your hands, not just porta johns, not just the Barbie, I call them the Barbie stations or plastic. You push your foot on the pedal, <laughs> you get some nasty water to wash your hands. And they want, and they want to have um, heated and cooled trailers for you to take your breaks in. Those are for people that don't work outside day in and day out. Don't understand what a big deal that is. Yeah. Um, so that's what we call conditions. And, and another thing we say a lot is make your own conditions. So, um, which is like clean up your area, make your area better to work in, things like that. You don't have to, as a millwright, just work in a greasy, nasty area. Right. You can take the time, clean it up, make your conditions good for you. So, but they're trying to make that, um, that Ford plant in Marshall, um, good conditions for the working people coming in. And they also want uh, mostly local people. And I had read that they want you established in Michigan for at least a couple months. I mean, they're going to get out-of-state help because there's so many projects going on at the same time, but they are really encouraging local folks to be there to build it if it goes through. I mean, that's important, right? I mean, so you're bringing jobs to the the area in all forms and aspects. Mm -hmm. 
from the, the building of the place to the jobs that will be created by building the place. Yes. And they're also, you know, concerned about housing because we already don't have enough mm. housing around as it is. Or, or I should say affordable housing. Right. So they're concerned about that because it's the outlying areas that, you know, houses are going to go through the roof, you know, for something smaller, ranch style, whatever. You it's know. good if you own property. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is very lucrative. <laughs> But yeah, so there's, you know, not only that, but we also have solar farms going up. So, I mean, mm-hmm. and I, like I said, everything's going on at the same time. They're just really right. trying to rush it through. Um, and I get it and it's progress. And so. So you guys obviously have these mega sites you're working with or possibly working with. What else are you guys doing? Who, what other companies, what other um, businesses are you guys dealing with? So we have our, um, so what it is, is um, we are the, we're the union the Carpenters, Millwrights, and Floor Layers Union, and then we have our contractor partners. Our contractors are the ones that would be working, building these different buildings or working in-house, however you want to call it. Okay. So our, our local contractors, smaller ones, they I mean, we've always been working all along, and I'm just going to go with the Millwright aspect of it, but we have like Pro Services and WSOL, Hackett Construction. They're in all of the food plants. They're in all of the um, paper mills. Um, up here in Delta Township, Lansing, of course, we have um, all of our millwrights that are in the auto plants doing the machinery, the robots, the fencing, the conveyor, all that stuff. Okay. So this is stuff that goes on all the time. So talking about the new stuff that's coming up to be built, that's just uh, extra <laughs> because we still have the regular stuff that has to be done too. <laughs> so how many members do you guys currently have? So um, because... Millwright's Local 1102 is the entire lower peninsula plus two counties in the UP. Um, but we're kind of what we call cut in half. You guys in Lansing are our middle. Mm. So Delta Township all the way to the east is what we call the eastern southern um, side. And then we are the western okay. northern side. So they're two different contracts. Um, so on our side, on the western northern, um, I think it's 530-ish millwrights wow there's way more carpenters there's way more carpenters than there are millwrights but and then this area for the lansing the carpenter local would be 1004 so and i have a wage sheet for that so do you have a what do you guys have a website yeah it's called buildmyfuture.com it's b-u-i-l-d-m-i-f-u-t-u-r-e.com that's how you get on to sign up so if you wanted to join um the carpenters, millwrights, or floyers, that's your that's your first step. So if when you pull up that build my future in that top right, right corner, yeah, you see where it says carpenters, millwrights, and floyers, you pick the career that you want to join. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then after that, because we have um, training centers all over the state, not all over, there's five, um, you would pick the school you want. So we have two, Grayling and Saginaw are carpenters only. Wayland, where I'm um, based out of, Detroit and Nagani and the UP, those um, teach all three of the curriculums. Okay. And again, it's it's a completely free, you don't pay tuition, you don't pay for books. Um, you pay dues like everybody else. Um, other than that, it's a completely free um, way to make a living, to have a career. Do you have to, so when you sign up for this, do you have to, um, you have to do it for so, so long? So it's a four-year apprenticeship. Okay. So when you, you sign up, First thing you do is you sign up. I brought this so I wouldn't forget. Yeah, walk me through the process. Like yep. if some somebody who's young or somebody who's interested in doing something like this, yep. what is the process? What are the requirements? Okay, so um, 
there's not a lot of requirements. First, you have to apply. You go to that buildmyfuture.com. First, that's the first thing you do. Um, on that buildmyfuture.com, I think it's the third page in, um, there's a uh, practice math test. There is a lot of math in construction, and I don't care what trade you get into, pipe fitter, <laughs> electrician, it doesn't matter, millwrights, carpenters, we all have math, no matter what. <clears throat> so there's a practice math test. I think it's 33 questions, so you have your formulas, your questions, and then it has your answers. So if you printed that up, you could do that, you could quiz yourself. Then after that, um, you, on the Build My Future, that's how you get your application. You sign up for the math test, so you can have your practice one. Then you come in and take a math test. It's called Math Keys. It's not pass or fail. We need to see where you are on the math spectrum. Um, if you really don't know math, you might want to take a minute, freshen up, and then reapply. Uh, carpenters apply four times a year. Millwrights are two times a year. Mm. Um, but that first year on the millwright side, we teach a lot of math. So you don't have to be a genius, but it's best if you are okay with math. And the other thing which I think is kind of funny is not that I hated math as a kid. It just wasn't my my thing. It wasn't my jam. <laughs> but once you start applying the math while doing something with your hands, it really gets in your head differently. Yeah. That's yeah. how most of us learn in the trades because we're hands people. We're not sit down right. people. We're moving around all the time. And so now that I am uh, teach the math, is kind of a big crack up. <laughs> <laughs> you teach it. I teach the math. Or I do sometimes. Okay. I'm a part-time instructor, but we do have two full-time instructors on the millwright side and then the carpenters. This is all Wayland. Um, we have one, two, three. We have three full-time instructors, three full-time instructors, and then our coordinator, Jose, is part-time because he has to fly around and do all kinds of different stuff, but he teaches as well. But all of us teach math. It's just a big part of being in, and it's usually the first year because you got to get a lot of that down, and each class builds on the next class. Right. So if you, for whatever reason, don't do in, um, Millwright Intro 1, and then you think you're going to come right into Millwright Intro 2. <laughs> good luck. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's how, that's how it is. So... This is a, a weird thing. Every other school, every other trade in Michigan, except for the millwrights in Wayland, everybody else goes to school one day every other week, and they're paid by their contractor as long as they're working. If they're just sitting at home laid off, you're not going to get paid because there's <laughs> nobody to pay you. But is, that will just make sure that you still get a 40-hour week check or more if you're on overtime. Wow. So that's a good thing. So the millwrights in Wayland, we do what's called block training, and you go to school one week at a time five times a year. Nobody's going to pay you a week's wages to go to school, at least not down here. Right, <laughs> and right. If we could get that, we would. But um, if you're eligible for unemployment, you can get that. Okay. So it's better than nothing, but. Wow. But you still don't pay so for it. <laughs> what What is the better way of going to school? Would it be one day a month or whatever? I, I did it. <clears throat> pardon me. I did it one week at a time, the block okay. training 25 years ago. All, that's how the millwrights on the West side have done it as far as I know forever. Um, it's just, it works for us. Everybody else does that one day. I don't think I would learn as well. In a one day? Yeah, one day <laughs> and then catch up again in two weeks. And right, then, you know, right. that would be odd for me. But, you know, teach their own. It obviously works because they've been pumping out a lot of carpenters and millwrights and floor layers <laughs> over a lot of years. So <laughs> something's working. <laughs> but it's just cool that if you do that one day every other week, you get paid. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, and there's I mean, so much work going on. There really isn't any reason for anybody to be laid off. Right. So it's kind of a big win-win. 
Um, now, when we met the first time, you had mentioned that during COVID was a booming time for you guys. Well, it was for me. For you. So, if you recall, there was a lot of um, unemployment <laughs> on the table. I was one of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, some folks decided to stay home. Some folks were very scared, too. I, I mm, will say the job yeah. that I was on in Port Sheldon, it's right on uh, Lake Michigan shoreline, and it was a powerhouse. Scheduled shutdown, no big deal. Regular everyday thing for me, seven days a week, 12-hour days. Um, so I was there working, and then all these weird things started happening, and then things started shutting down. And a lot of the people that were there working with me, whether if you're out of town or if you were an older person, and um, I know my one really good friend, his wife said, I want you to come home. I, I, I don't like, I don't know what's going on. I just want you to come home, and he did, and I get it. Um, and a lot of our travelers, um, that were from other States, they couldn't go to restaurants. It was hard for them to get their clothes washed. They weren't getting anything out of the hotels. You had to stay in your room. It was, it was a hard time. Oh my gosh. So they were like bail and they left. So we went through a high turnover of travelers. They'd come in for a couple weeks and like, yeah, I got to go. And then they'd leave. And so I just so happened to be the steward on the job and I'm used to driving an hour and a half one way to work. Doesn't bother me. So we were making tons of money. <laughs> Nobody was on the road to, you know, driving, getting right. in the way. So it was like I owned the road with about 20 other people. <laughs> and just I made a ton of money. I just chose to keep working instead of being at home. I wanted to make the – when you work, every hour that you work, you get your pension, your supplemental pension, vacation pay, your health benefits. That's how it works. When you're sitting at home collecting a big fat unemployment check like, like they did back then – Yeah. You're making money, but you're not making your benefits. Right. So my personal choice was to keep working. I mean, that might have been like the best choice, like mentally for for you, anyways. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, for a lot of people, staying home, including myself. I mean, I we were laid off for I think two months, mm -hmm. um, and so it just it took a toll on your 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 mental state of being, being home, being stuck inside, seeing all the chaos outside yeah. <laughs> and what's going on in the media. It yeah. drove everybody crazy. Yeah. But if you had something that you could dive into and 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 uh drown yourself in work or hobbies or whatever it was, yeah. then it helped so many people. Yeah. I was I felt very fortunate. I, I, I like my job anyway and just it was uh, for me it really worked out when that job finally ended finally ended <laughs> it got drug out a little bit but that's okay when that one finally ended then I got laid off which is normal um I think I had a month off maybe two do you maybe. want a nice vacation afterwards I'm I'm a home homebody <laughs> <laughs> so I just hung out at home and worked on my garden I just oh. that's my thing I used to travel all the time I used to Part of my job was traveling. That's what, and I like to do that. I, I traveled the whole country for my job. Wow! Somebody else paid for me to do it. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and then I turned everything into a vacation. I think one of the cool things about something like this, um, this program that you um, are promoting, um, I think it's super important for for young people to know that it's possible to have a stable, well. You can, you can have a well-stable and uh, productive life. Yes. And you can provide for yourself. I mean, because, like, so many people, like, after high school, they wonder, like, what am I going to do? Am I going to be a loser? Am I going to work at McDonald's for the rest of my life? Right. Um, what am I going to – I can't go – I'm not smart enough to go to college. That was me. Like, I felt like I wasn't smart enough to go to college. Mm -hmm. I, I felt like there wasn't much that I was qualified to do. But if I had known about something like this, right. like, I probably would have pursued something. Right. And – 
And Me too. <laughs> yeah. I, because I feel like I didn't get, I got, got in at 29. So in my mind, I shouldn't, I wish I wouldn't think this way, but I do. That's 10 years that I did not build a pension. 10 years. That's a long time. Do you foresee the pensions ever going away? No, not no. ours. Ours is very stable. We're, we're very good. We're solid. And we also have a supplemental pension, which is also called an annuity or like okay. maybe for you guys, 401k. like 401k, but nobody matches it. It's okay. what you make every hour goes in there. Oh, okay. Um, so like, is it a certain percentage of what you put in every hour? So let's see, let's do this one. I have the wage breakdown sheet. Cause like for, for us, we're union at general motors. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're considered a two tier employee. Mm-hmm. So we, we don't get a pension, but right. we get a 401k and they match up to 6%. So mm-hmm. I think you're forced to put in a certain percentage, but anything after that, after that they match up to. Okay. So. Um, I got four, let's see. Vacation home, working building fund. So pension is $13.81 an hour goes into your pension fund. Your supplemental pension is um, times your hours paid, not hours worked. So if you're on double time, you're getting paid double time. Wow. So it's $11.49 an hour. Now now do that on double time. You can build these up pretty quickly. And this is just a regular contract. If you work at um, uh, the powerhouses, it's different. It's higher. It's quite a bit higher. Um, and then, of course. Powerhouses, what do you mean? Powerhouses is what makes our power. So you have, oh, you right, know, the okay. nuclear powerhouses, right. Palisades yep. Cook. <clears throat> we have two of those on this side of the state. There's one on the other side of the state. And then we have steam turbines and we have gas turbines. Those are all powerhouses, so it's a different contract. Okay. So, so um, consumers is willing to pay us that higher wage because of all the training that we get, the safety that we have to abide by, um, the uh journeyman upgrade classes that we'll take. So with all of that in our toolbox, they are willing to pay us a, high, a higher rate. So it's um, very lucrative. <laughs> That's what I was doing during COVID. <laughs> what is the most lucrative um, uh, skill trade? Well, I would always say mill rates, of course. Mill rates. Um, but when it comes to the money, uh, there's a couple of trades out there that make more than us, but I will, I have to say this. If you get into any trade for the money, you will be miserable. <laughs> you will hate your life and you won't like anybody and you're going to make everybody miserable because this is hard work. This is time away from your family. You are hot. You're sweaty. If you're outside and it's cold, if you're cold, you're freezing to death. Your fingers hurt. If you're inside and the machines are running and it's 120 degrees, it's a little difficult. It isn't for everybody. I say I'd like to see people try it, give it a shot, see if they can handle it. Because you can make very, very good money. And the other thing is, is that how much are you willing to work? We always call the millwright trade the best part-time job in the world because we have a lot of people that are farmers or they may have their own business and they do this part-time. They might not be building their pensions and all that other stuff like everybody else is, but they have something and hopefully they're keeping their health hours up so they have health care because we have a really good health care plan. But like we do need our farmers, but farmers also aren't making the money that maybe they thought they would or they used to or what I don't I'm not familiar with farming but they can <laughs> <laughs> but they, you know month of november december january february they can be working if they want to if I they think, choose to i think it was uh nick hall mm-hmm. i think he was telling me one time that, uh, that now that you had mentioned that you knew his uh in-laws mm-hmm. um that they do it part time mm-hmm. I think it was him that told me that. Yeah, they do. And uh, he was telling me like all the money they would make mm-hmm. doing it part time. Yeah. And then they would just like take 
You take off. Take off. Yeah, take off for what, the winter or whatever. Yeah, they vacation. They go on a lot of cruises. They go uh, there. Uh, this year, I believe they are becoming snowbirds. And, you know, that's awesome. For everybody, they can do their things differently. And that's, I used to do that too. Go out there, make a shit ton of money. So how do you do that? You get on the bigger jobs. Okay. Um, So you just contract yourself out. Yeah. So you get to um, choose your jobs. You can call the contractor, see what's available, see what's coming up through the union hall. Um, Way back in the day, I'd call other states. Like, I don't want to be in Michigan anymore. Let's see what's going on in Maryland. Yeah. Or what's going on in Texas? And do you have to be certified in those states too? Nope. Really? No, because we're all under the United Brotherhood of Carpenters. Okay. And that is all of North America. So it, even if you lived here in Michigan and you, you're you an apprentice, you're at Wayland, you're halfway through or whatever. Um, yeah, I want to move to Saskatchewan now. So I'm going to go ahead and transfer all my stuff up there. You can. Wow. You want to move to Colorado, transfer your stuff over there. Go ahead. You want to move to Alaska, Hawaii, Texas, California. We're, we're all under the UBC umbrella. So if you call out there and they're willing to, you know, yeah, have, come on out. You're good to go. You can. And But I was, uh, um, if you go to the East Coast, the West Coast, um, along down by Texas, all that stuff, it's higher wages because there's a lot of work. It's a higher cost of living to be out there. So you can go out there and make a ton of money and come back home and sit around for the whole wow. summer. And I did it. I used to do it all the time. And can you do that as an apprentice too? You can. You can. Yep. Um, there's uh, different aspects. You can't just show up and go to town. You have right. to like call the business agent. You have to make sure everything, you got work to go to, things like that. Or you have to make sure if there's a contractor that you're going to work for out there that everything's cleared because they call it clearing in. Okay. They don't want their local people sitting on the bench is what we call it. Right. And then people just, you know, walking in from other states and taking right. their work. So right. there's, there's, you know, ways to go around it, to do it uh, correct, correctly. You don't want to step on other people's toes. Right. But, but there's just so much work going on right now. It's not a problem. And there's so many Facebook pages for like, uh, so mill, <laughs> for all the millwright work that's going on out there. It's just, there's tons of it. You're kind of talking me into doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't lie. It's an awesome job, but you will be away from your family. And so that's tough. But I say that, but it's not really true right now because of all the stuff that's going on right here. I just like to travel. That's just, that was my thing. Right. And so, and I did it and I loved it. And now it's, I'm just taking a different path. And that's the other thing about these careers. You can take this as far as you want. You can get through your apprenticeship, become a journeyman and just be a worker bee. Or you can step up and get into leadership roles. You be a foreman. Be a steward, be a general foreman, be a superintendent, be a uh, somebody that bids jobs. You can become a contractor yourself. You can open your own business and, and still be in the millwrights or or carpenters or floor layers and mm. be your own. It's, it, you can go as far in this as you want. I never thought in a million years I would be a hybrid business agent, instructor, organizer, that type of thing. Who knew? Not me. <laughs> but, you know, I got an opportunity a year ago or probably a year and a half ago and I took it, and it took me out of the field, which I miss, but at the same time, I really have a strong passion for letting people know about the trades. Yeah, I think it's so important to have somebody like you who is in that field, especially a woman. Yep. It's being a woman, like going into a school and, ha- like, t- I mean, because, like, I mean, let's be honest, most of skilled trades is men Yep. for the most part. Yep. Um, I believe we're 7%. Really? Mm-hmm. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Seven percent, like worldwide, or is that? Um, United I think States? it's in the United States. Could be. 
maybe 7% is just Michigan. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, but I know, I don't think it's any higher than 10% in the whole country. That's insane. Yeah. So, and I will say, this is a little bragging on myself, but I've, I've been in, as a female, been in the millwrights on the Western Northern side longer than anybody else. So I feel really proud about that. You should. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to lie. It was hard. There, there's really tough times. I put up yeah. some really scary, um, terrible things in the very beginning. 1998, you no, think it yeah. was 1898, <laughs> but it's like, wow, I can't believe you guys treat women like this. This is so strange. But it's come such a long way. It is such a different workforce now, much more accepting. Um, we have um, such a diverse group now um, in the trades, and it's, that's just better for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, it changes the culture. Yes. Um, and the environment. Like, I mean, at General Motors, there's really not many women's – actually, you know what? I don't even know of any women – who are in skill trades other than maybe some managers. Yeah. Like there might be like one or two yeah. that I I know, but they're all men. Mm -hmm. it, it's weird. It is weird. <laughs> it it's is. really weird. And Less the, than 10%. And the, th and the thing is, is um, like, well, there's a lot of welding in the millwright trade. Um, there's some welding in the carpenter trade because those are the um, folks that build our bridges and roads. Okay. And so we do need to have them uh, be certified welders in, in their field. Um, and we have s different certifications because we do stick welding, MIG welding, and TIG welding. And they're all different. And it depends on the job and what's going on. But um, women make really good welders with attention to detail, um, just being um, more calm. They just make really good welders. You know, if they're interested in it, they do very well. We've had some apprentices that came on. Um, I know one, one female... She hasn't been in a year, and I think she's got three certifications. Wow. She just keeps coming in on her own time, and just um, she just gets in there and welds. And, and that's another thing is that we do have that. We have um, so many welding booths. We have open weld. So if, that, if you're a member, you can come in and practice your welding all you want. We have two certified welding instructors there. So, wow. So you can get your certifications. The, and what we call more tools in your toolbox, the more valuable yeah. you are. Yeah. So how, you know, put in as much time as you want to – be a better uh, marketable employee, millwright, carpenter, whatever. Right. So, and again, as long as you're just, you know, a member in good standing, paying your dues, doing what you're supposed to, you can come in and use any of that stuff. What is the, how strong is the union? Our, we have a very strong union. Because like, that's one thing that, um, I mean, I work at General Motors, but I, it's a very weak union. Mm -hmm. um, the UAW has like gone in a very bad direction, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um and I'll probably get a lot of hate for saying that, <laughs> but I've been pretty vocal with how much I, I cannot stand this local union that yeah. we have. Um, have you ever thought about um, running for office and trying to make it better? Yes and no. Okay. That's <laughs> um, a very, it, it's almost one of those things where like you realize that it's a system that is just swat, like eating its own. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know if there's much that you can do about that mm -hmm. unless you're at the top. And it, I don't know, I, I, in my opinion, I think that there's so many political ties to the UAW that it's almost, it would be almost impossible to try to change the system. Right. Um, I, I don't know. It would take a generation it, probably. It would take, it. it would take a generation. It's not something I'm that passionate about. Right. right. <laughs> well, it's funny because when I told you how, how much I've been driving lately, 
I just came off of a three-day um, women's, supposed to be women's conference. It's called the University of Michigan Women Workers, um, and it was almost all UAW. Wow. And it was men and women, so it was misleading. What? <laughs> yeah. So it was... Um, it was not at all what I thought it was. And I went in for contract negotiation bargaining. That was my class. Um, and because it was so geared toward UAW, I, I mean, mm. I got, I, you can always get something out of it. If you have an open mind and you're willing to pay attention, a lot of it right. didn't pertain to me and the skilled trades, but um, I did get a lot out of it. But wow, there is a lot going on there. And that UAW isn't there. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, so much. I mean, wow. and a lot of it's political, like political, politicized. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, I heard it, it, so many stories. So I, oh. I got to be careful, like what I say, but yeah. but it, there's just it's sad to see where the union has gone because, like, I mean, I remember coming in as a uh, new employee, and that's one thing that the union was so proud of was like their their heritage mm -hmm. and where it came from with Walter Ruther, who was uh, this guy who stood up for equal rights, equal pay, and you know, sit down strikes and all these things. Mm -hmm. But the things that he stood up for is the same things that are happening today inside the plant and nobody's doing anything about it. Yeah. And it's like, where did the heritage go? I mean, you talk about how proud you are to be union and where, where you came from and, but it, nothing has changed. It, it, it's actually going back uh -huh. and cor corporate greed's taken over again. Yeah. The, 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 um, I heard it, the word today. So Inflation. It's called greedflation. Oh, Did you hear that term? No, like, I haven't. I just heard it this morning on the news. I just, yeah. I'm, and I, like I said, I've been gone. So it was just a, you know, blurb here, blurb there. It was like, that's really interesting. And that's what a lot of folks are calling it because the inflation that's going on right now is because of these big companies. Right. And it, yeah. it, it could be stopped. It could be stopped today. It could be. But it, they, they're very greedy. I don't get, you know, why they have to be this way, but it is what it is. I'm they have not... to continuously make more than they made la the year before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it's a. I mean, f I think for like the UAW, that that's kind of where they went wrong is they own stock into the company, and so whenever the company does well, they do well. Yeah. And it's at that point, it's like, well, how do you fix that unless you take that away? Right. Um, but that's why I was asking you, like, how strong is the union? Because like I remember when I when I came into GM, that was like it's a sense of pride to know you're a part of something bigger than you. And mm -hmm. you have like this, this force standing behind you, people who that are willing to support you and help, help you in your better interest. Mm -hmm. What is that like for, for the employees? That's, that's how it is for us. It's a union. It's a brotherhood, sisterhood, and we're trying to make it brotherhood, sisterhood, not always, <laughs> not always brotherhood. But, um, to me, I'm very proud to be a union member. I love my union my union made me financially independent from not such great humans that were in my life many years ago. And I think that's very important, especially for younger women to get stuck in a situation because of a child or financial reasons. Um, this gave me the opportunity to make an incredible pension, supplemental pension, my financial freedom. I, I can never give that up. Um, it's just, there's nothing like it when you when you get stuck in a situation because of some one or two bad decisions and it takes over your life this is huge yeah i mean it's not a, even necessarily decisions it could just be life it could I be mean, just it life could be like a bad relationship and just went array and yeah. now now you're stuck and you, and i was and I, I i'll be the first to admit it i did stupid shit and <laughs> i like i said i worked very hard 
to climb out of the dumbness that I put myself in, um, you know, was on fi- uh, financial aid through the state. That's embarrassing. That's so horribly embarrassing. Um, food stamps. Well, back in the day, they were food stamps. It right. was wick. It was <laughs> right. all of those old timey uh, things. But yeah, I, I wasn't on it very long, but it's enough to just make you so humble that you know you will work your ass off yeah. to make sure that you have financial independence so that you have good health care instead of the basic crap they're going to give you. Right. And you will be treated like that as well. It's uh, very few and far between humans that are in the healthcare field that are going to treat you decently yep. if you don't have good health care. Yep. And is what it is. You can't change it. I can't do anything about it, but just work my ass off and make sure that I am covered and my kids are covered. Yeah, I mean, healthcare is one of the most important things. Yes. Um, we have good, that's one thing that's nice about the union is yeah. they, they've negotiated for good health care. Yeah, us um, too. We have that too. And what, do you guys have Blue Cross Blue Shield? Blue Cross Blue Shield. Okay. And we have the dental and we have the vision. And okay. so it's, you know, you're pretty well covered. Right. And um, there's a, st- a substantial amount for some braces, you know, because I had to do that for my two boys wow. back in the day. And um, it's just all those things that, you know, that are just there for you. And when when I say strong union, I, I truly feel that. I feel that they have our backs. Um, if something were to happen, I know that I have so many people I could fall back on and that they would help me, and and I would do the same for them. So I, I think that's important um, to have this that sense of belonging and to have – I mean, unions are so important. Yes. And I've been super critical of our union. Mm-hmm. I cannot stand our union, but mm-hmm. it's our union. I, other unions – I, and even the UAW, I believe, is important to have. For sure. It's just it, what what you stand for is the question. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I think, you know, if you have a union that's not completely sold out and they're willing to work for their people, that's the most important thing. I was going to ask you, because um, I'm not, I haven't been in, I, I worked at Grand River a lot. I worked okay. at Delta. And then, of course, over on the east side, I worked in a lot of those plants as well. Um, do they still have a full-on um skilled trades department or do they contract Mm. a lot of that out now? Um, so I don't know too much about their skilled trades program, but I do know that one of my buddies, he's a, an apprentice for, um, he's trying, he's wants to be an electrician Okay, and they only pay for him to go to school so much, okay, just enough to where he won't get his, uh, journeyman card. Oh, and then he does a bunch of training through the tech center down in Detroit and it's a four year program. Okay. And then he's on his own. Okay. So is that tech center like, um, nothing to do with, uh, the big three UAW? No, it's, it's GM. Oh, okay. it's a GM, uh, facility. Oh, okay. They, I don't honestly know I've never been down there. Um, but I know that he like goes down there and he learns like how to work the machines. He learns how to like program things and, oh. It's more like hands-on training. Okay. Um, Is that mechatronics training as well? Do you know? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's something I'll have to ask them. Um, okay. I don't even know what mechatronics is. That's, that's <laughs> when you're uh, making the machines do what you want. So you're going to have okay. a new body style come in. Now you're going to retrain or you know, reprogram. reprogram these machines to weld a different way or okay. whatever. So. I, so I'm pretty sure that we do have people in our facility that do do something, do things like that. Okay. Um, there was one guy, he was an electrician. He just retired like last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like the smartest guy in the whole facility. Like he programmed most of the robots that we had. Yep. And um, I would assume that would be kind of what he was. Probably doing mechatronics. Yeah. yeah. So that's something that we're getting into as well. The millwrights okay. are... Um, 
we actually, I just got a call Friday morning from one of our contractor partners um, up in, Jesus Pete's, <gasps> up by Muskegon anyway, um, asking for five millwrights that do mechatronics. And wow. I'm like, <laughs> we're kind of getting that up and running i'm gonna have to make a phone call, I'll call so you back. what is the process for getting into that because that's almost like engineering in a sense right that's a totally different thing and okay. we had started some training and i was supposed to be a part of that training back in oh geez louise when was maybe 2016 do you remember the great big uh crash 100 car crash you had in 94 mm, yeah okay so i was working at grand river at the time Wow. So I was there for like a year. And during that year, it was, um, okay, so you're going out. We have a big training facility in Las Vegas. Mm. As long as you remember, um, they will send you out there for any kind of training or leadership training or whatever. It's wow. huge, and it's amazing. But they pay your fight, your flight, your food, your room, your alcohol, your absolute really? everything. So the mechatronics training was out there. It was going to be a two-week training. Okay. So I told my foreman, hey, you know, I'm going to be leaving for this amount of time to do this training. Okay. And then I got a call. Oh, yep. It got canceled. Okay. So then I went back and said, Oh, it got canceled. Can I stay? Yep. No problem. Okay. So a couple weeks later, okay, it's back on, go out for a couple of weeks. I was like, okay. So I went back, told the foreman, did this a couple of times. And after they canceled it the last time I was like, okay, take my name off the list. I look stupid going and talking to the foreman all the time. So, so yeah. So are all these opportunities, um, are these something that you have to seek out yourself or do they, is this promoted somehow um, in the I, I guess I assume people know about it, but I do try to talk about it as much as I can to our members because we okay. have monthly union meetings, um, and we also have a Facebook page, and I try to just put stuff out all the time. You know, okay. We have the 300 hitters coming up, which is a leadership training out there um, so that folks will know about it or talk to, talk to other people about it. We do a lot of text blasts for stuff like that. Okay. Um, there's a superintendent training for that. If you're working for your a contractor – they would sponsor you is what they call it. And so they would kind of take on the financial burden of that. Mm, I mean, you're okay. still going to stay at the same place. We own hotels out there, all kinds of stuff. And so, wow. yeah, it's pretty crazy. So, um, but that would be specific, not specific, but that contractor wants you to be a superintendent for them. Therefore they're going to pay for it. Right. So, but other leadership training, that's just all part of the brotherhood. Wow. Sisterhood. <laughs> <laughs> So aside from benefits and um, pay and those things, what what would be a good reason for somebody to join this program, to sign up? Well, um, again, you get that feeling of camaraderie. Um, that's one of the things I do miss. I mean, I, I like everybody I work with now, but, you know, when you're coming up and you are in positions and you are literally relying on the people you're working with to save your life, um, it's a big deal. And yeah. it really creates a bond and it's pretty awesome. We do a lot of really dangerous stuff. Um, that's why we need so much training. That's why I feel the union is so much better than a non-union situation because I know they're not getting the training that we get. And when it comes to the safety aspect of it, that's huge. I want everybody to go home with the same parts and pieces they came in with <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> and I've seen some people get really hurt. And um, I was in a, um, facility well this is the same one in port sheldon um was working there maybe geez 2014 i can't remember the date i wish i knew the date anyway crane crashed through the, through the ceiling oh my gosh yeah that's what i said <laughs> <laughs> i 
<laughs> I-beams flying down everywhere, and we we were just putting the unit back together, and um, yeah, that was that was huge. Um, I had I was a steward on that job as well. I had one guy get three stitches in his forehead just from flying debris. Oh my gosh! Nobody got hurt. Everybody was accounted for. Everybody did what they were supposed to do. The plan went great. So it, yeah, weird. But that's <laughs> the thing. It's a, it's we get into some weird and scary situations. To be able to re- rely on your brothers and sisters to have your back is huge. Absolutely. And, and so that's to me is a, a big deal as well. Um, it's kind of like when you get in the millwright trade. Once you're in, you're never really out because <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a mentality, I guess. And uh, I love it. I really do. So. I think when a lot of people think of like skill trades or they think of like this blue collar type of work, mm-hmm. they think of like just like this back, like backcountry yeah. type of mentality. And you're settling it, for something. Yeah. So there, part of it is called skilled, skilled <laughs> trades. <laughs> so it takes skill. It takes uh, education. Education, being willing to, first of all, shut your mouth yeah. and listen and pay attention and do as you're asked to do. Not come in thinking you know everything, having right. the attitude, because that's what, the, and I tell all the apprentices that, if you come in with a good attitude, you're there way before 7 o'clock, if 7 o'clock is your start time, um, you listen, um, you're not talking all the time, you don't have your earbuds in, you're actually learning, you're going to go far. You don't have to be super smart, you don't have to be, you have to be willing to work, you have to be willing to listen. And you can pick this up and you can, you can apply it in your life. I mean, the majority of it's hands-on learning. Yes. So, I mean, as long as you're there and you do the work, yeah, it's all going to, you're just going to get better. Yeah. That was another thing that, um, statistic, I think it is the 7%, 7% you learn at the school, 93% you learn in the field. And so that's another thing people don't seem to get. So when you do go to school, you're working most of the time and you're going to school a little bit of the time. Right. So um, if you are interested in getting into whatever trade, first thing you do is you reach out and then you can get hooked up with a contractor and start working even before you take your math test. Really? Yeah. As long as that your intention is to, to get in and work, they'll work you. Um, so what, what happens if you don't, I mean, because I'm, I'm sure there's a certain score you have to, you have to get on the math test, right? Not necessarily. So what happens if you're below a certain percentage or? So it depends on how, how many people we need to take in, okay. how many people are applying, um, what kind of work is going on. There's there's so many different factors. So once you take that math test, you come in, you do your practice math test, you come into the facility, take the math test. After that, you will have we have interviews, and that's with our contractor partners and then those of us at the school. So And then if you pass the interview you have to pass a drug test. Okay. So after the drug test, then comes orientation day, which is mandatory, and then we start you in school. But again, if you were to reach out and start calling contractors, you could be working right away. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's, it's not So you difficult. can almost force it in a sense. Almost. Yeah. I mean, you can, if you have, okay. <laughs> so we have had some odd individuals come in in an interview. Um, they may have done really well on the math test, but these are one guy, one um man in his 30s I asked him I said you know what makes you want to be in the mill rights well my mom told me I should <laughs> and I was like excuse me and he goes well my mom drives by the building every day and you know I live with her and so she told me I had to come down here and I was like okay thanks thanks for the honesty 
<laughs> she wants me out of her house. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, had one female show up for an interview with, you know, thigh high boots. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and cried it to the interviews. <laughs> I don't make this up. <laughs> so yeah, there's different, uh, different folks that come in. They may score really well in the math test. That doesn't mean you're going to interview well, you know? Oh. So. Wow. So what is the interview process like? I've obviously said some contractors come in, they sit down. Uh, what kind of questions, what kind of things are you looking, looking for in an interview? So, uh, sincerity, interest do you know what a mill rate is that's a big thing a lot of people are like uh um <laughs> please know what a mill rate is if you're going to interview for that, <laughs> that position <laughs> um so yeah looking for hard work ethic um things like that and you get a lot of that from these interviews and we're changing the the interview style used to be like 10 or 12 or 15 people all kind of in a U-shape. Oh, boy. Yeah, it was very intimidating. (laughs) (laughs) And so we're switching it up now to more of a two or three on one interview, and then you go to a different stations, two or three or whatever it is that we choose for that time. Okay. So that the contractors really want to get a sense of who's coming in, and so not having that ginormous thing, but sometimes it was kind of like one person was running the interview and everybody else that had questions were just kind of sitting there because somebody has, you know, taken over. Right. So um, we switched it up so that there's more one-on-one and we've discovered, you know, you're more at ease. It's not like you're on a tribunal situation having right. all these people looking <laughs> at you. <laughs> I was that way too back in the day. It was, uh, like I said, it was 98 when I got in. And uh, I mean, they're asking me questions you're not supposed to ask. Like, are you going to have any more babies? Oh and, my gosh. Yeah. Everything illegal they did. And it was like, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I got a good sense of humor. I'll let it go. <laughs> And that's another thing. If you get in, I hope you have a sense of humor because (laughs) (laughs) um, one of the things I tell people a lot is you can be in the greasiest, dirtiest, hottest, grossest place. And if everybody's laughing and in a good mood and, you know, it's the greatest workday ever. Yeah. You can be in a clean room, temperature controlled. You got like scrubs on and everybody's in a pissy mood. It's a horrible day. Yeah. Again, make your conditions. That's one thing that I miss because I used to work for a right tree service before I hired in at GM. Uh And that's also, that's something that should be like a skilled labor because it, it takes, it's a lot of hard work Mm -hmm. um, and it takes a lot of training to, to be good at it. And a lot of those people that do it like for a living, they're amazing at it. Like they can climb a tree like, uh, like amazingly. Yep. Um, I just had one taken out of my yard Monday. Okay. This past Monday and just watching them, I was mesmerized. Yeah. Because they're so close to my house and then my neighbor's <laughs> house. I was like, it's cool if you drop it on my house. It really is. I don't care. But it was interesting watching them yeah. and, and how skilled they were. And yeah. they worked as a team. Right. And they, they were right on it. It was it was really cool to watch. It's Yeah. It's, again, one of those things that you have to have a process mm-hmm. in order for it to something like that to be accomplished. Yeah. I mean, because if you're cutting a tree over somebody's house, like, you have to take it out piece by piece. Yes. And you have to drop the brush somewhere. Yep. If you don't have ground guys, like, what are you going to do? Right. Um, but that right there, you're relying on each other. You're not going right. to damage property. Nobody's going to get hurt. It's a big deal. Right. It and really so is. Working together as a crew like that, that's big. And, yeah. it's, and, and it's fun, right? Yeah. You're out there having fun. Be. And <laughs> yeah, maybe you got some music playing or something. Yep. Yeah. It's a good time. I remember one of the 
funniest things that happened when I worked at Right Tree Service was, and I was 18 years old. I was like this, I had like no facial hair. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I look young now, I know, but yeah. like I looked like a baby. Yeah. And so I was always the guy that everybody picked on. Mm-hmm. Um, always, like, and they're all older men. They, most of them, like a lot of them had been to prison. Yep. Like they lived just rough lifestyles. Yep. And I was just like this fresh kid from high school. And um, oh, I remember one of the guys was like, he, he was a chewer. He chewed tobacco and he was like, Hey, uh, I'll, I'll pay you $5 if you can hold it in your mouth for five minutes. <laughs> and then everybody got in on it and they're like, yeah, we'll chip in $5 too. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I can do this. So I did it. And then I ended up swallowing some yeah. and I know, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then I ended up throwing up. Oh yeah. Uh, like right afterwards, immediately I chugged some water and I threw up. And then the rest of the day, I just felt like shit. Yeah. And my boss came driving up and he's like, you dumbasses. Like, this is <laughs> yeah. like, no wonder why he's not working. Right. <laughs> but it was like one of the funniest things that ever happened yep. while working. Yep. And and we pull stuff like that too. Or I don't anymore because I'm much more mature, <laughs> older woman that would never do such a thing. So More professional. Yeah. So yeah. Could you go get me that left-handed wrench? <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Or just make up a word and go get right. it out of the gang box and they're <laughs> looking, <laughs> trying to find stuff. <laughs> I remember when I first hired in at General Motors, there was uh, this guy, he, he would always pull pranks on people. And we have lights that shut the light. Like when, whenever you get down so far down line, these lights, you know, light up and yep. buzzers go off and whatnot. And he had told somebody, that, I think he told the boss that it's running out of blinker fluid. Oh, yeah. And so we need to fill it up. <laughs> yeah. And he, he went around looking like for the place to fill it up. <laughs> See, that's just good like, old fashioned fun. You're not hurting anybody. No, You're just having fun. No, it's fun. <laughs> But like it's moments like that in a shitty environment, yep. like regardless of what your circumstances are, you just you find the fun yep. and you you find the camaraderie with each other. Yeah, it's important. It is very important. And again, it's attitude. Yeah. And the other thing we say a lot is um, leave your feelings in the truck. Mm. Um, get your pleases and your thank yous out first thing in the morning <laughs> because yeah. it's not that way, especially if we got to get something done really fast. Everybody's hustling. It's a time management thing. Right. Um. You know, I'm not going to go, could you please go and get me, you know, the porta power out of the gang box? Just, it's, it's a given. Okay. It's just a given. I said, right. please, I said, thank you. Just go do it. Right. <laughs> and don't be a constipated turtle either. Get on it and let's go. <laughs> yeah. I think that, I mean, I mean, it's sad to see a lot of that kind of mentality pour into a lot of these corporations. And so, you know, where you got to kind of feel like you have to walk on eggshells a little bit mm-hmm. instead of just doing the business. Yep. Just, just work. Yep. Just, just get after it. Yep. Just get after it. As long as you're not, um, physically harmful to somebody, um, and you're not, you know, berating somebody or belittling somebody, we can all have fun together and, you know, don't, don't be so sensitive. (laughs) Exactly. I guess I'm fortunate enough to where I worked like blue collar jobs. Like I I did like the landscaping thing. I did the right tree service thing. Um, and you know, I worked with people that were just like degenerates, Mm -hmm. you know, like people that, went home and drank all night every night and that's what they did (laughs) yep and so you know when you go to work the next day they have bigger problems than being at work and they're just like you're a dumbass (laughs) (laughs) and so you know I kind of like got used to being around that mentality and so Mm -hmm. like now it's like whenever you know you hear about people in the workplace you know oh he said that a little too mean or he said that he was a little harsh Shut up. Exactly. Shut you want to see her? I can, I can introduce you to some of my friends. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been around all kinds, and I don't know. To me, I like that kind of personality. I think it's fun 
And that's also some of the people that will have your back faster than yep. some of these other people that you think would. Yeah. And, and I've seen it. So I've seen it too. Yeah. So I, you know, not to be judgmental or anything, but those folks that have had the rougher life understand they do, you know, and I appreciate that. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, yeah, I, I appreciate that as well. It's a true testament to like the kind of people they are. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. they've learned yeah. lessons. Yeah. They got life lessons under their belt and you know what? They're, they're good to go. Yeah. So, yeah, they know who they are. They know what life's, I mean, what life experiences they've had that have put them in that place and, yeah. and education and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. um, is there anything else you want to promote on this or uh, mention before we wrap this up? I don't know. I don't think so. It's just, um, I just want people to know about it. What is the average? I know I'm kind of all over oh, with questions fine. and stuff, but what is the average pay for skill trades? Like, mm, I would say overall, and I don't know much about the other trades, anywhere from $30 to $37 an hour. Yeah. And I'm just going journeyman rate. I'm not going into the foreman leadership, all that other stuff. Is that including with insurance and? That's just on your paycheck. Just on your paycheck. If you want the total package. So this is a Millerate total package, journeyman, uh, Western Northern Agreement. The total package is $73 an hour. But on your check, it's $37.64. So, and then with us, um, everybody gets a raise June 1st because we negotiate our contracts. And if you're an apprentice, you get two raises a year. So when you go from the 70% that you start off at in first year, um, second year is 80%. So whenever you go from first to second year, you automatically get a bump in pay. Okay. And then every June 1st, you get a bump in pay. So what is the starting pay? Starting pay right now until June 1st is twenty four oh six an hour. Wow. On the check. And then the total package is forty nine eleven. But like I said, June 1st, we're getting a $2.55 raise. And then Tuesday, we're going to be voting on where that goes on here. Okay. Um, but the other thing is, I would like to say, if you're an apprentice and you're, like I said, you got a good attitude. You're showing up when you're supposed to, doing mm-hmm. what they ask of you, blah, blah, blah. Um, they don't have to pay you first year. They can pay you as much as they want. They just mm. can't pay you any less. Okay. So if you're a second year, they can't pay you first year. If they don't think you're worth it, it doesn't matter. We negotiated. They know. Right. Pay you second year. They can pay you higher. They can pay you as much money as they want. We encourage that. <laughs> right. But they can't pay you less. And so that's something a lot of people don't know. And that's obviously just starting pay, right? That's, that's just starting. That's yeah. not including overtime and all that. Right. Yeah. This is just a straight, um, straight hour first year apprentice is making twenty four fifty four, and then for a fourth year apprentice is at thirty two fifty five. Wow. Yeah. So and their total package is fifty eight sixty one, and again June first. So for one more month, then it's gonna it's gonna go up, and we'll find out what it's gonna go up on Tuesday after our meeting. But we do have an open house coming this. Um, May 2nd, I don't know when this okay. is going to air, but May 2nd in Wayland is an open house. That is for schools from 8 to 10 in the morning. The general public is welcome to come in and talk to the contractors. From 10 to 1 is when uh, schools have scheduled to come in. But May 6th on Saturday is another open house, and that we call it Parent Day. Okay. So if somebody wanted to come in, their parents want to know what in the heck is going on, we encourage them to come in, see our facility. It's state of the art. It's brand new. It's only all of our schools are new. And that's in Wayland, or this one is in Wayland okay. that I'm talking about. And so we're gonna have one in Nagani, but I don't think anybody wants to go to UP. So, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the one that we just had one in Detroit a couple weeks ago. I was at the Howell Career Fair. I don't know if you ever heard of that one. That's a no. huge one. Last week, um, the operators put that on, and they invite all the trades to come. And so we had I don't know, three thousand kids come through or something wow. like that. Yeah. So I got one coming up 
in Grand Rapids, they, they're estimating 9,500 kids to Holy come through. Holy cow. And that's in one day. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's when I'm really tired at the end of the day. <laughs> that's a lot of talking. It is a lot of talking. <laughs> but, no, I think that's it. But, yeah, I, w- I just encourage anybody that is looking for a career, they don't know what they want to do, they don't want to go into debt, give it a shot. If you don't like it, you don't owe anybody anything. If you quit, you quit. You don't mm. owe us any a penny. You don't. So it's just something to look into. Awesome. And so in the show notes, I will put the website. Perfect. Um, and then is there a con- a point of contact? Can- um, anybody can call me. Um, okay. Debbie Romaine, 269-217-0123. And I can point yeah. them in the direction they want to go, answer any questions, whatever they need. Um, I we All of us give tours of our facility so that people can see what's in there and what they would have their hands on. Like we have a small... Um, uh, turban in there. We have a, sm- oh, cool. a small paper machine in there. Wow. Um, we have lots of different equipment. So we have a lot of rigging that we teach. So there's all that. The carpenter side, they've got all kinds of cool stuff over there. They have, um, geez, they got most of the building, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we love them. <laughs> but they have all kinds of cool stuff. Plus our floor layers have all kinds of, they got their own flooring lab. Wow. There's, there's a lot to see there. And if you, if you ever wanted to come out, bring your family. Yeah, I would we, love to. We would give you a tour anytime. Okay. Just somebody does it. I mean, you can call me, of course, but there's always somebody there okay. that could give a tour. But it's, it yeah. is really something to see. I'm really proud of that building. I would love to check it out. Yeah, anytime. Awesome. Well, thank you, Debbie, for doing this. Thank it was so fun. Much. And uh, if you ever want to come back, let me know. Okay. Oh, um, yeah. I'd, I'd be happy to have you. Thanks, David. All right, thank you. All right.